Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Coglatori, and let's get right into it, man. We've been uh, lacking. We've had a lot of things happen in our lives. Q got married. Q has moved. I've got a kid. Um, my kid man. is running around, acting crazy. And what? And you got a puppy, too. I got a puppy uh, a couple months ago, and I haven't moved yet. We actually closed tomorrow. We were supposed to close yesterday, but it got pushed back through some some conditions that were out of our control. You know, lending, you know, weren't doing their job. But you know, you can only control what you control, and continue to move forward. So, thank the Lord, we are closing tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Congratulations, brother. Congratulations, man. That's yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in Shakopee now, man, you know. Shakopee. Yeah. <laughs> On the other side of you. Yeah, hey, that's still close, though. It's going to be like the same drive. Yeah, just the opposite way, that's all. That's all, that's all. There's not. There's good stuff out in Shakopee, man. I can put you on. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a burbs type of guy, man. I don't like I don't like being, you know, too deep in the city where there's a lot going on. You know, I need my peace and quiet and you know, I can't be too far from those type of activities, which I think Shakopee is a great balance for my wife and I. So we're excited, man. New chapter. And then, uh, you know, just another another stepping stone to where we want to be. Love it. Love it. Well, man, do you want to you want to fill us in on what you're thinking? Because we've got so many weeks to catch up on. I don't even know if we bring that up or if we just to see where this takes us. Well, I feel like the last time we've talked, we did a, a little NFL recap of what we thought was going to happen. So, I mean, we can kind of go through, I guess, the first couple of weeks of NFL that we're expecting and then maybe move on to some NBA news if there's any, you know, training camp is starting. So maybe who we're excited to see this year, what type of teams, you know, well, you know I, got players. The, I got the juicy details about the Wolves right now. There's a lot of, a lot of juicy details going on right now. Yeah, let's save that for the, you know, the the NBA section. But yeah, let's start with some NFL. I mean, is, <laughs> has there been anything that has surprised you thus far? Uh, the biggest surprise for me, and I, and I got to say it out there, is, um, you know, you don't see many of these guys. You know, you don't see a lot of white receivers. You don't see a lot of them. There's just not that many in the league anymore. And Cooper that- Cup right now is leading the league in touchdowns. If you would have told me that was going to happen... I'd have been like, yeah, okay, funny joke. But this boy, I, I hear you. Cooper is definitely nice, and it's it's nice to see him with a quarterback that can actually sling it. Like that's crazy when you see the difference between you know a quarterback that isn't slinging in as much or as mobile, you know, in the pocket. You know, the difference between a mobile QB and someone who's going to stand in there and take that hit but deliver that throw on target that, that makes a difference in someone's receiving yards. That could be you know Pro Bowl differences. The, the crazy thing, though, is you see a guy like Deshaun Jackson still being signature Deshaun Jackson, but you see somebody who I thought would have thrived was like a Robert Woods, and he's really having a rut in his career right now. So I don't know if the chemistry is just not all the way there or what, but, I mean, he's he's really been a nobody on the team right now. Yeah, I feel like he, you know, it might take a couple more weeks for him to kind of feel out, you know, the offense and, you know, his his new quarterback, but... You know, when things get tough, obviously Cup is leading the 
the league in receiving yards, you know, when they start to put those double teams on them, you know, someone else is going to have to step up. And I think he's more than capable of being that guy along with Sean Jackson. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see him come alive at some point. I don't think it's, you know, he's going to be held down for too long. Then uh, the other big surprise to me is the Chiefs have lost two games. I still think they're the best team in football, but they've lost two games. Quick story on that, actually. Um, I had a parlay when they played, what was it, Monday night? Was that Monday night football? I had a parlay, the Chiefs money line. If the Chiefs would have won, I would have hit for about $1,500. I did hedge, and I put, you know, a little bit of money on the Ravens money line just in case, you know, it doesn't play out my favor. So each way I would profit, but it would have been much greater to have that Chiefs money line cover than I went over $1,000 in that parlay. Of course, it was the last leg, and they were up like 11 points in the fourth quarter. It just hurt my feelings so bad. Bro, the, 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 if you think about both games, like the Chargers, the most recent, they had to have everything go their way. Everything go their way. Like they had to be up that high just to even be in the game, man. Like they had every penalty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about the first half. We had, what, two fumbles? the weird picks like it it was like everything fluky had to happen to get the chargers to even have somewhat of a lead to be in it that's crazy it's like you know the chiefs definitely played their i wouldn't say uh, it's debatable whether it was their worst brand of football obviously statistically you can say it was probably their worst brand of football it was about four turnovers total and they still were in the game at the end one possession, like it's crazy because you know you don't play that bad and still only lose by six. And, and it was the kind of turnovers too that were like just absolute flukes. Like the tip pass, that pass is on the money. You know what it I mean? Was. Like his receipt. I bet that receipt. Well, I think it's a backup tight end. That dude's probably never seeing the field again. At least in crunch time, for sure, <laughs> we can say. But then again, it's like all right, the first turnover, uh, Edwards Alaire, like. Come on, like you back literally fumbled—you fumbled the game versus the Ravens. I literally wanted to shed a tear when that happened. After that happened, he ended up fumbling again. Like, all right, at some point, you got to tuck that ball. Like, you got to hold on to it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was hurting me watching those games, man. Especially when he fumbled in crunch time, because we know Mahomes was gonna go down at least put him in field goal range. They would have won the game, dude. I, I, I just sit there and I wonder, like. Like, I mean, we just saw it with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay the other day. I mean, bad man. Those, those guys, you can't leave 30 seconds on the clock against those guys. Like, literally, the Chargers had to have everything fall their way to beat the Chiefs. That just goes to show me that they're not even that good of a team. Like, if you have to have luck on your side to get the win, you ain't winning in the long run. You ain't winning in the long I'd rather take the team that's going to win 9 out of 10 than the team that's going to win 1 out of 10. Yeah, for sure. So um, I did have to sprinkle the Chiefs into a couple of my plays for this weekend because they're not going to lose three games in a row. They're not going to lose to the Eagles. That's that's just a a no-brainer. The spread is six and a half, I believe, or seven. I I see that being a double-digit game for sure. I also think – did you see the thing that after the game against uh, the Chargers when Pat Mahomes was trying to say hi to to Herbie, trying to say what's up to Herbert? 
And Herbert kept acting like he didn't hear him. And maybe he didn't hear him in real life, but he was screaming him. And they're probably five feet away from each other. Pat's trying Aww. to get through people to go up to him, just be like, hey, man, good game, blah, 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 blah. He was like, all right, thanks, and then walked away. Once I saw the turnover, I turned it off, dude. That was one of my uh, – actually, that was my, one of my parlay busters again. Like, the Chiefs screwed me over uh, two weeks in a row because I had a teaser, so I got six points. I think the spread was seven. So it was basically minus one. So the Chiefs had to win by two points or more. I had the Cardinals and the Chiefs in a teaser for, like, 200 bucks to win, like, 350 they blew it. They literally blew like two of my cards, like the, the teaser and the parlay. They, they blew it. So I'm like, oh, this is a great Sunday, a great start. It was a noon game as well. So I was like, you know what? Uh, it just it puts you in a bad mood for the rest of the day. It makes you oh, not yeah. want to bet on football it, anymore. It's a kick in the that, nuts. Just that 12 up, o'clock loser. Mm. You lose a 12 o'clock game, you're like, oh, let me look at the 325 game and see if I can find one. Then I would just, I had to, I lost a couple. I think I lost one of those, and then I ended up getting it back with the Packers money line underdogs. Yep. You know, the, the way you're feeling about your bets is the way I've been feeling about my Vikes, man. They've been just really, really let me down. We should be three and zero right now. We should be three they, and zero right now. They're they're looking promising. I uh, obviously I agree that the record doesn't reflect their play. Although at the end, uh, that's what matters. Like you need a good record to make it to the postseason. But since we're only in a week going into week four, it's like their record doesn't reflect their play because they've played well pretty much every game. In the first game, not so much against the Bengals. Was that first game week one? Yep. Yeah, week one it was. Uh, I mean, that game was just ru- like it's sad because you, you want to sit there and say it's not the kicker's fault. We should have blew them out. There's no chance it should even been the way that it was. But at can the I same time, off? it's like, bro, we put you in position to win. You got to hit that chip shot. You know what hey, I mean? I, Just straight up. Can I jump in for this week one game? I had yeah. a parlay that was going to pay about $1,400, and I had the Vikings money line as the last leg. <laughs> <laughs> this story is, is so repetitive. Like, I get down to the last leg, and I get screwed from fumbles from running backs. Clyde, Dalvin, second down. When All we needed was one first down that game. If we'd have got the first down, we'd have been in field goal range. We would have ran the ball a couple more times to get closer and in position. It was probably, I don't know, maybe like two minutes left or something like that. Second down, it was like second and two, something like that. And Dalvin fumbled. Although he was down, I do agree that he was down. His body definitely was down by contact. They did not overturn it. And then they gave the Bengals another opportunity, so. Did, did, okay, so here's the other thing I gotta ask you too, because we got Trey Waynes, who's a good friend of the show. He has he's he's set to make his debut tonight, actually, for the Bengals. This guy yeah. has not played. I think it's been 19 games or 18 games, 20 games, somewhere in there. Yeah. And he's he's their highest paid or their highest franchise or free agent player that they've signed. Everybody's begging to see their number one corner finally play. But going into that game, I know week one, you told him about that bet. Did he tell you? Hey man, I went take I went pick the Vikes money line over the Bengals right now. He didn't warn you. No, he he didn't say that necessarily. Um, I did ask a question. I was saying like, um, you know, I'm I'm taking the the spread today on the the Vikes just from past history. I'm assuming that 
you know, the Bengals are the Bengals. But he's like, I don't know, man. Uh, our defensive line is pretty good. <laughs> so <laughs> me and him laughed and joked a little bit about it. So I kind of second-guessed it. But the Bengals are always – the Bengals are who the Bengals have always been in my eyes. So that's what drove me to make the Vikings money line bet. I'm like, okay, maybe they'll compete. Maybe it'll be a close game. But the Vikings should close it out. Unfortunately, I was wrong, but you can't win them all, right? No, you can't. And I mean – it, it there's so much talent on. I mean, last year it's it's unfair to even say the Bengals were the Bengals because they had so many injuries, but especially with Trey coming back tonight, DJ Reader is a stud. Like they have a lot of good players. Their D line's pretty good. Their DNs are pretty damn good. Like Trey solidifies that that number one corner spot. Like Bengals, I don't know if they're gonna do any damage, but they might sneak into the playoffs or something as long as their offense figures it out. I feel like they have potential to do that. They are definitely a team that could, you know, get there. Like, they're – I think they're – are they one and two? I could look it up right now. Hold on one second. I got I mean, I like, I like what they got. Dude, their receivers, they got one of the craziest receiving cores in the NFL. Yeah, they're they're solid. So, I mean, I, I believe in them. You know, obviously they're – They're two and one. Two and one. Three and one tonight. Two and one. Yeah, bro. This is <laughs> the Jags, they gotta beat the Jags. Yeah, I, I don't see the Jags beating them. I mean it's a six and a half spread tonight. Again. They were three um, points away from beating the Bears. Yeah, I had the Bears on that too. I was I was uh my heart was pounding when they were about to blow that game. They got a they got a nice little schedule, really. When I look at it, I think they could be a playoff team, man. Especially if they sweep the Steelers, like they got a real shot. Yeah, Steelers are struggling this season, so I mean, it, it's going to be between them and the, I don't know, Browns, man. Browns are, Browns are still in it too. So they got you know, they got to win some tough games, but they've got they got they got to get one or at least one from the Ravens and Browns. They can't get two L's out of those. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have the Lions, who I think the Lions are actually a surprising team, where I don't think that they're a playoff team, but obviously they they have some good football players. Because every team yeah. that they've played, they've at least hung around. Like, they gave the Packers, what was it, three quarters? Three quarters yeah. of freaking balls-to-the-walls football. Like they, I'm not saying they blew me away, but they looked they, solid. They, they played better than, you know, expectations. Yes. I I, it was like 11 and a half point spread for that Packers Lions game. And I'm like, at some point, the Packers are going to get enough to bust that spread. But basically, as you said, three quarters, you know, you know, it's a, it's a four quarters full, full game, but 75% of the game, you know, it's a, it's a battle, you know? Oh so, yeah. But they stuck around with the Rams, you know, they came back on the Rams. Rams had them up like, three scores or something like that, 21 or 24 points, and all of a sudden they brought it back to, like, eight. Also, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're, they're sneaky good. Can't count them out. Another team, too, that I think has been super surprising. Uh, I mean, I knew the Broncos would always have a good defense, but their offense is Teddy Bridgewater, two gloves. He, he's been – Teddy, two gloves, has been doing all right. And, I mean, the other team, too, that blows my mind in the same division is the Raiders. You know, all three yeah. of the – there's been some surprises this year. I mean, we knew we knew that the Jets were going to suck. They've been sucking. There's there's nothing there that that surprises us. But the Jags just kind of like the Lions. They 
they've been bad, but they've had flashes of really good at the same time, which is weird. But then also Urban Meyer is just throwing away his whole squad, trading away everybody that he didn't draft from the previous regime. It's, I don't know, man. It, it's going to be a, a fire sale. I feel bad for Trevor. I hope they can keep him upright for a full season. Yeah, he's he's going to go through it for a bit. You know, they have to do some rebuilding. So he's, I think the the first four years, obviously, of that rookie contract, I don't see many wins in his career. But the first two years, no. Third year, I'm sure they should have some pieces built up from a couple of NFL drafts, a couple of free agent moves. Yeah. I don't even know if Urban's going to make it to three years. I mean, with bad records, probably not, honestly. We talk about it. This team but is looking we'll see. In that case, you know, I'm definitely taking the minus six and a half with the Bengals tonight. I also it's, have a, a prop bet. It's a prop parlay. Hit me. Trevor Lawrence to score one touchdown. Joe Burrow to score one touchdown. Okay, so and this can be both. pass or run? Yep. Okay. So it was plus 1,900 odds. I ended up putting about 40 bucks on it for a return of 750 I yeah, hope you so get that. One touchdown, I think that's very doable for both of these quarterbacks. I don't know when Trevor's going to get that one, but he's capable of one maybe in garbage time or maybe they get a short field from a turnover. Who knows? You know, you know I'm looking here too. The other things that's been kind of crazy to me is the Panthers are 3-0. and They are, but they lost CMC for a couple of weeks, so we'll see how that changes their running game. Yes, and, and they my and, Cowboys next. Now what? Yeah, and, and they lost their starting corner. There's, I mean, J.C. Horn being gone, that's going to kill him. That's going to kill him. Another news update. Hmm. What do you think about Richard Sherman going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? He's ring chasing, baby. Ring chasing. <laughs> this, this, I, I saw something the other day where they were like saying, "This is the uh, what, what's that TV show where all them kids go to go to that." junior college to try to get to Bama or something. What's that called? You know what I'm uh, Was that like Last Chance U? Last Chance U. They're saying that's the Bucks. Last Chance U of the NFL. The man, Bucks can't be, with Antonio can't be. Brown, Richard Sherman. It's the last <laughs> chance, man. They, they got all chance. All chance U with Tom Brady. Every chance. I think he got like 2.25 mil too with like 500,000 of it guaranteed. Like, that's a nice contract for Richard, especially if he finishes out the year. Yeah, I mean, sure, you'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. The, uh, for, the other crazy t- thing is the, the Colts are 0-3. Yeah, they're struggling. I thought they would do a lot better this early on in the season, but they're they're probably still ironing out some of the kinks. So if they go these next two weeks with maybe, you know, one win, I don't know. And they've They're had some they've had some tough games. I mean, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Titans. But then again, let's also break down their division. So they might be able to do something, you know, sneak in or something because yeah. their division isn't good either. No, they got it's the Titans, the Texans, and the Jags. Titans will make a little noise, but the other two teams, Texans and Jags, aren't going to do anything. 
and they're, they're just not putting up points. I mean, it's like they they've only scored fifty six points versus eighty against them. It's it's gonna be rough, man. And speaking of the Titans, games, yo. It, speaking of the Titans, um, they play the Jets this Sunday, and they're only favored by a touchdown. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You know why? I you don't. Let me tell you why. Okay. Julio Jones them. and AJ Brown both out. I still don't think. I'm like defensively, I just don't think they have enough. Titans defense is kind of weak this year. It's been kind of iffy. Mike Vrabel, that man needs to figure it out because his, his, he's not doing his job on the defensive side of the ball right now. And the Jets are a F, FCS team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, look at what well, – well, I mean, the Chargers just beat the Chiefs. Anything could happen. Any given Sunday, baby. I know you saw the movie. Don't make me get I, I Al Pacino get, quotes out on you. I get it, but will the Titans make as many as – mistakes as the Chiefs made versus the Chargers to allow a team like the Jets to stick around. One will only hope it does not happen. A better like myself would hope but, that it does not happen. But but I mean, you got to really hope that and, and I'm not saying that it can't happen because we've seen Derrick Henry do it. He's an alien. But if Julio Jones is out, if A.J. Brown is out, Ryan Tannehill is not going to have anybody to throw to. You're really going to have to just give the ball to Derek. Derek's going to probably see nine in the box instead of eight. Like, I mean, if, if they can slow down the run, they got a chance. The only thing is, is Zach Wilson's got to not throw four to six interceptions in the game, which he might be able to avoid against the Titans defense. It, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm not saying the Jets win, but I think that only a touchdown lead is probably warranted if, if Julio and A.J. Brown are for sure out, then I, I think that's a real shot. What are they out with? Um, I think Julio's got something with his, like, hamstring or leg, and I think A.J. Brown's got a knee, pretty sure. And then, I mean, the Cowboys, their, their whole fans are freaking out right now because you guys are finally 2-1. You guys have won two games. I know you've been jumping up and down Man, in the weakest division the, in football. You- you see the weakest division. Oh, no. We just talked about the Texans, Jaguars, and Colts being terrible. Don't give us the weakest division. Oh, oh God. So you're going to say the Redskins without Fitzpatrick and Taylor Henneke is going to be – and the Eagles. Yeah. And the Giants. Yeah, better than the Jags and the Texans. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Maybe not the Titans. Goodness. But the Jags and Texans, for sure. I don't know, bro. I bet you put those teams up against each other. You got quite the toilet bowl. <laughs> I'm riding with us for sure. But then the NFC West, that's actually, I mean, the team that won their, their division last year, the Seahawks, are dead last right now. Rams are 3-0. and Cards are 3-0. and Niners are 2-1. and Seahawks are 1-2. and Them boys are going to have to figure it out. Right now, the NFC North, which is usually pretty strong, is looking disgusting. It looks like a two-team race between the Packers and the Vikings. If the Vikings can figure it out, Bears, Nagy, he just needs to walk away, man. I can't believe this guy still has a job. He should have gave up play calling a long time ago, and I don't know if Laser is going to even be better than Nagy. I mean, it's, it's just a mess over there. I feel bad for Justin Fields. I feel even more bad that Rick Spielman did just trade up and save that man from being in that franchise. Let him be in the purple. 
come on. Now we got to see him for the next 15 years. Really sad about that. But I was saying how the Lions, they're 0-3. But Dan Campbell has them boys playing hard, and those running backs are fun to watch. Jamal Williams, uh, DeAndre Swift, that kid, that kid's special. I really think he's a carbon copy of Dalvin Cook. He can catch. He can run. He's explosive. It, he, he reminds me exactly of Dalvin. But then the NFC South. Bucks just took a loss. We got the Saints. We got the Falcons. We got the Panthers. I mean, what was did you did you see Brady on the sideline when he was freaking out? I think he, he had a couple choice words on the sideline yeah, with a few F bombs in there. Yeah, you know he has his, his temper tantrums when things aren't going, you know, as as they normally go. So but uh, you know, he's always good to bounce back, so Falcons are looking rough. Yeah, I, I didn't expect them to do too, too good. Anyways, I know last year was a little, a little rough for them. Also, they really didn't make many moves. Obviously, Julio's out of the mix now. Uh, they don't have Gurley anymore. Yeah, yeah expectations Saints. are high for them. In the Saints, Jameis, Jameis went from looking unbelievable to then trash back to back weeks, and then kind of so so last week. Yeah, I, I think he'll do just enough. Just enough. You know the uh, the other thing Aaron that Rogers I thought not, was not, not being in camp. Say that again. I said I wasn't fooled by Jameis. Uh, his week one, Green Bay had some ups and downs. You know, obviously Rodgers wasn't in training camp. You know, obviously he wasn't you know on point with a lot of his teammates. So and I knew that was a kind of a, a fluke, but they had a good game. Oh yeah, they did. They had a great game. Um, I, I also want to talk about your boy, Mel Gordon. I mean, dude, if this dude is given the full workload, I think he'd be having a career year right now. Yeah, I'm curious why he isn't getting that. I I checked the box score on the games I'm not able to watch, and I'm seeing only like 10 to 12 carries. Like, that, that dude's good for 20. Yeah. Like, he's given the more opportunities that he has to tote the rock the more opportunities he'll have to get big breakout runs like he had week one. He's, he's I mean, he can shoulder the load. Yeah, he's, he's definitely good for it. So I don't know why he's not getting as many touches. I'm sure he would like more as well. But he, he's making the most of what he's getting right now, which is good. I'm glad he's, he's productive. Well, wasn't Javante a second rounder or was he a third rounder? I think he was a second. I believe a second as well, yeah. So that's, I mean, we both know that's why. Yep, second rounder. So, I mean, they're trying to get that man to know, you know, the offense, to shoulder the load a little bit. I think they want both those boys fresh. They're going to clearly make the playoffs. Their defense yeah. is unbelievable. If Teddy can keep getting the ball, if they can get the receivers healthy, get Judy back, Tim Patrick's looking amazing. Cortland Sutton's still that man. He's a wide receiver one. Everybody's worried about his knee. This dude is ready. Yeah, I I think so too. Um, I think I put a small wager in on their their team total or season total wins. I think it was like over seven seven wins, so seven or eight wins, something like that. They're gonna they're gonna knock that out by by week ten, by week twelve. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like that. I really like the Broncos. I think that defense is scary. I mean, it, it, I think Bradley Chubb's been going back and forth with some ankle stuff, but. Von Miller's back, and he's still the same Von Miller of old. They got that safety Simmons, who's unbelievable. They, they, just everything about that defense is 
just freaky and fast. Them boys are going to be good. Um, I'm still sad about my Vikes. I mean, our offensive line has looked terrible. <laughs> our right sides looked okay. Our left sides looked pretty weak. I wonder if Christian Darasaw, if, if he gets healthy and we get to move Rashad back to swing tackle, if, if that clears some stuff up. But Ezra Cleveland's look, I don't know, man. It, it's hard to play both sides of the ball, and I think that guy's truly a left tackle. I don't think he wants to be a guard. But that Ali Udo, he's actually panned out. He's been like our best-rated offensive lineman ahead of uh, our right tackle, Brian O'Neill. Um, you know, our center still look like absolute dog shit. Bradbury's been – I don't know what's going on with that, man. He needs to hit the weight room or something. He just gets tossed around. Seems like he never really knows what he's supposed to be doing. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I had high hopes for him, but I just don't see it panning out. This is like year three. I don't know how many more years we could let this man be out there and just let people bull rush him and yeah. not know what double teams he's supposed to be helping on. or It's just scary. But Kirk's playing the best football I think Kirk's ever played as far as three games go. He looks good, man. Um, I was very surprised with his performance uh, versus Seattle. I know, well, one, I had Seattle winning that game. So I, I felt confident in the money line when they were up 17-7. I'm like, okay, they're driving every drive. They're getting, you know, what they want. And then it flipped. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the screen game was working. Running game was good. Um, passing was on point. Kirk was, was doing it, man. Kirk, he's been using his legs a little bit more this year. I mean, I, I was really impressed last weekend. I was impressed with the Cardinals game. Like, he was taking what the defense was giving him, running you know, when he needed to, making great passes. I, I don't think he's a guy who's ever going to wow you with crazy arm strength, but the thing that always impresses me with him is his precision and his anticipation. You know, he leads a lot of his receivers. He 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 knows when they're about to make their breaks. He throws the ball, so it's time just right. Um, some quarterbacks aren't that way. Some quarterbacks need their guy to be open to plant the ball in there. So he's just impressive in that aspect. So a lot of it's more of like a chess game for him. I think that he's capable to do the type of things that uh, uh, a Pat Mahomes or a Russell Wilson or a Kyler Murray, where I'm not saying he's that level, but I think he's athletic enough where he could do some backyard football type shit. But I don't think that comes naturally to him. I don't think that's his game. Maybe he'll develop that. And maybe this running that he's been doing now this year is something that he's, he's, he's been working on. And maybe that'll translate into more of that backyard football to create some stuff that aren't necessarily there. Um, but I think that's what makes a Deshaun Watson, a Patrick Mahomes, a Russell Wilson, a Kyler Murray so unbelievable and, and so scary. Or a Lamar, Lamar. I mean, just Lamar Jackson in general. Like those dudes are so scary because even when there's nothing there, they'll stall and, and create so much more time to get somebody open and then get the ball going. Or or they'll run for that first. You know what I mean? Like. Those guys are capable yeah. of doing those things, and I think, especially in today's football, if you're able to do that, you, you definitely are on another level. Like Aaron Rodgers, even if he just gets to that same level as Aaron, Aaron's probably the best at it. You know, he really started all that. Yeah, it's it's, it's very unique to see with a lot of quarterbacks that we don't, you know, look at to be scrambling quarterbacks, but you know their their mentality is you know to hold that pocket presence and then last resort, you know when you're not thinking like, Oh, when I got, you know, a whole, you know, linebackers and DBs and coverage, now I have something 
you know, to pay attention to, okay, now I can escape because they're worried about receivers and tight ends running. They're so worried about the passing, which is effective, that they forget that I can scramble for 10 or 15 when I need to. Exactly, exactly. I think if he adds that to his game, I think it'd make him that much more, you know, scary, that much more harder to to call games against. Um, He's just, I think he's athletic to the point where he could do that. Whether or not that'll click in his brain and be like second nature, that's another thing. But, I mean, he showed it. He, he's got a little bit of wheels. He could definitely do something if he really wanted to. Hopefully he can implement that because I think that makes him way more dynamic as a player. Um, yeah, it definitely opens up other options for his teammates as well, like just extending plays. Like, you know, that, that helps. You know, those third down situations for sure. Of course. And I still I still think he's – up there is one of the best as far as play action goes. He, he might even be the best. Like, if you were to really break down the numbers for people who are running the play action, I don't know if there's many quarterbacks in the league that do it better than Kirk. I'm not saying Kirk's top five or top – he might be top ten, top eight. He might be eight for QBs in the league. But, I mean, he's. I don't think he's top five. I'm not trying to gas him up. But I definitely think as far as play action goes, running a West Coast offense, uh, or especially the zone, all that, dude, he's he's that deal. Whether or not his teammates like him and stuff, that's a whole other story. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, any quarterback that's, you know, efficient in the pass and then also effective in the run that can, you know, use his legs to, you know, get a couple yards to keep the drive alive, like, that makes a difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So do you, do you have any more football you want to – poke at real quick because i got some other stuff and it's more related to hoops yeah uh, not too much on football i think we touched a lot of you know a lot of different bases and you know we're just looking forward to this uh this upcoming week on football yes we are man and and, and did you before we get crazy with it did you see what um jalen suggs was saying about minnesota with uh when he was talking to jalen rose you saw it I did. He said he would have gone if he were recruited heavily by coach. I guess they didn't give him the love that he wanted from from home. That, that makes a difference, man. You want to be, you want to be felt. You, you don't want to be felt. You want to be, you know, have that feeling that you know you're wanted. He, he said just that like, oh, no one showed up to practices. Wouldn't really give him that that time of day. He said, yeah, he offered me. He was like, I was ready to commit in my junior year but he wasn't showing me the love. He just treated me like I was another player. That makes a difference. See? And that's why in-state talent doesn't stay because, you know, if you don't feel someone in your backyard, if you want someone from the West Coast, from the East Coast, rather than someone in your backyard that's passionate about the city, you know, that would have made a, a huge difference. Other players probably would have came just because they saw him come. And then McKinley Wright said he would have came, but that Patino didn't show him any love. That Matthew Hurt said he wanted to come. I mean, those are three great Division One basketball players, all from the state. Yep, that makes a difference, man. Show love, show love. They'll show love back. So, if you're Ben Johnson right now, does that make you excited, or does that actually hurt you? Because I think he was on that staff trying to recruit back then. But was it? Do you think these guys were hurt because it wasn't actually Patino making that effort? Because I'm sure Ben, I mean, that's what he does. He's a recruiter. It, I'm sure he was in their ear, being their friend, you know, caring about them. If you ask me, I think it is Patino. Like, if you're getting 
Well, it also depends on the situation. Like, if you're a Jalen Suggs caliber player and, like, a top-ranked, you know, obviously in your class, like, you want to see Patino. You want to see the head honcho showing interest. Like, obviously the assistants are the assistants, but that's not the same. You know, like, assistants, they do that for the job. You know, head coaches, if the head coach is there, they really want you. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between him making that commitment and not. You didn't see the head coach. You know, and I was texting, I was DMing and texting a lot of other dudes that that were coming up, you know, the same year as Jalen, same year as McKinley Wright and Matthew Hurt. And I was texting them behind the scenes. They said they didn't want to make a comment, but all of them basically the same storyline. Like, you know what? I, f- I feel bad that Patino's name is getting drugged through the mud, but I mean, he's the reason why. He's the reason why we didn't go. So, I mean, there's a lot of other guys that didn't even publicly come out that have texted me and told me that they would have came if he wasn't there. Gophers can't have anything nice, man. Minnesota sports are cursed. It's like that sometimes, man, unfortunately, you know. But you can only control what you can control. Facts. They could control it if they would have put in a little more effort, but, you know, they they didn't want to, and that's the results they got to live with. I'm I'm still almost having a top 100, you know, high school kid. I don't know what I think he was like top 10 or something like that. I don't know the, the Jaylen, I think top. was one, bro. He, he yeah. was one, I think. And it I think Matthew right. was top 10. It sounds about right. I didn't, I didn't want to say a number because I wasn't accurate, but yep. I, I believe so as well. Dude, and, and I, it, it's funny. I've been working hard on trying to get Ben on the show. Um, I think that's going to happen in the near future to, to chop it up with him. Uh, I know he's busy doing all kinds of other stuff, but I, I think he'll have a lot of insight because there, there's questions that just go for, as a gopher fan of hoops, there's questions you want to ask. Like, you know, our, our biggest goal is we've kind of thought that if we kept in-house talent, in-state talent, that we'd probably be pretty damn good because we think this is a pretty good hub of basketball in the United States. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of hoopers in Minnesota. I think there's going to be like 30 Division One hoopers, 20 or to 30 in the state coming out this year. Whether they're, I'm not saying they're top 10, but they're going to be top 150. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be interesting. And I see that, you know, St. Thomas has stolen a couple of them. It, it's going to be interesting to talk to him and say, hey, man, I, I truly believe you'll be able to keep the in-state talent that you want. But I don't think there's any way for you to turn this thing around this year to be some winning squad. Like, is this a three-year plan, a five-year plan? What, when do you think we start seeing a turnaround in your program? That's the kind of stuff that I want to ask Ben. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell. So, yeah, until we get the insight, we'll see. Then, for some super juicy, Gerson Rosas fired a few days before training camp. Caught, caught canoodling, which, which he wasn't trying to hide, by the way. He was going to the soccer games with his girl. He took her down to Vegas. I don't know if he's going through a divorce or not. Like, I don't know his personal life like that. But I do know he had a consensual relationship with the head of PR or HR or no PR, public relations, and she's no longer with the team. I don't know if I should divulge her name or not, but either way. No, no, we'll we'll keep the name out of it. But either way, he was not keeping it a secret. There's photos of them smooching. They were all buddy-buddy. Um, nobody was singing Kumbaya in that office. A lot of people are uncomfortable with it when they came out and and made it, you know, very verbal, like, Hey, we're doing this thing. And it's crazy too, because he's married and I think he's got two kids. Um, messy, messy, 
very, very messy. So I think, I think Glenn, I, I think the timing of it is, is tough, but I think Glenn is a very smart businessman and he realized, well, when there's a little flirtation going on in the office and you've been caught, I don't have to pay you the rest of your money. So I think that's why the trigger was pulled the way that it was pulled once it all was found out. But in, in actuality, a lot of people in the front office were really unhappy with Gerson and didn't love him. There's some people who did, but that was very few. There was a lot of people who did not like him and wanted him gone. Well, um, unfortunately, he had to make some mistakes and learn from them to, you know, end up with that result. You know, obviously, they continue to run the organization and move forward. So I know there are some players that were like, whoa, what's going on? And we haven't been notified what happened. And now the story's coming to the light. Hey, what can we say? You know, and I, I'm a little bummed because I thought this would hurt our chances with getting Ben Simmons. Um, but at the same time, I don't even know if it does because Sasha Gunta is uh, – he's got a good relationship with Daryl Morey. Uh, he, he was on a staff with Daryl before. Um, maybe it helps instead of hurts. I don't know. It sounds like he's not as aggressive as Gerson. Um, but I still think just – in actuality about the NBA nowadays, especially when you're a small market, like you're never going to get a top free agent to come here, right? Unless you already are the golden state warriors and you have four studs that you magically drafted that all worked out. You know what I mean? Like there's just no way there's no way unless it just falls in your lap like that. Right. But we have what I think is some pretty good players. You know, we have Anthony Edwards, we have, uh, I was about to say Anthony Tucker, shout out Tuck, but I actually meant to say Anthony Edwards, Cat, um, D'Lo, and I think D'Lo's getting a bad rap, but I think D'Lo's about to have a career year because this dude's trying to get, he's extension eligible. He wants to get paid. He wants to make sure the long-term bag is secured. So I think this year might be his best year in the league. But I think the NBA, more than anything, is about relationships. And Ben Simmons is really good friends with D'Lo. He's pretty good friends with Cat, And if there is a way to pair all of them together while keeping Anthony Edwards, I think the Wolves should do everything in their power to sacrifice the future to make that happen. And the reason why I say that is, what's a pick really going to do? You get four years of Ben Simmons and you get a contract extension signed for Cat and for D'Lo, you got three people who are best buds, all on the same squad, are they really going to want to leave? Are they really going to want to break up? Probably not. I, I saw an interesting fact just now on uh, online saying Ben Simmons is willing to forfeit his salary for this season if he does not get traded. I would do that too. Rich Paul's a genius. This dude's done nothing but help players get out of their situation into a new one. He's a genius. Plus, he's bagged Adele. This guy's just nothing but business. I agree. Ben, and, and, I mean, Ben Simmons goes all the way back to high school with D-Lo. They were high school teammates. These boys are real tight. I highly doubt with, with D-Lo's stock being so low that the Philadelphia 76ers really want to bring back D-Lo. You know what I'm saying? If the deal is being held up because we're only offering two firsts or something or three firsts, offer four. Do whatever pick swaps, too. I don't care if it's a James Harden-type deal because if you have Cat, Ben Simmons, D'Lo, and Anthony Edwards all on the same team, 
your picks aren't going to be high anyways. They're not going to be in the lottery. And if you got all them guys for at least four years, there's no way. What does it matter? What's it even matter? What's it even matter? It shouldn't. I'm not saying that would win a championship, but at least they'd be fun to watch. And I guarantee they'd be probably top four in the Western Conference, maybe five on a worst-case scenario. They might even be three on a best-case scenario. They'd be better for sure. Them boys would be different. And and they, they do all the – they complement each other well. Ben Simmons, great defender. Cat, not a good defender. D'Lo, not a good defender. But Ben Simmons can play the four and legit play the four. You know what I mean? D'Lo can play on and off the ball. Ant is willing to take shots. Ben could just create. Get out the way. He doesn't even have to shoot anymore. If he wants to not take that dunk and he wants to kick it out, fine. You can do that in Minnesota. You can't do it in Philly, but you can do it in Minnesota all day, baby. Let's do it. Somebody's going to hit that free throw. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. NBA's coming up, training camp. Is there any teams that you're you're excited to, to see in action? Late Lakers, yeah, they're, they're going to be spectacular as expected. Um, definitely looking looking forward to seeing the Bulls. That's Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Levine. That's that's going to be a nice tandem. I, I feel like it's interesting just because those three players are all pretty ball dominant. So how is it going to be equally balanced? Like Lonzo's a good uh, – yeah, him too. He's a, he's a good scorer. He doesn't really need the ball on the outside unless he's scoring. Like, he's not looking to make plays for others unless he has to. But, you know, DeMar needs the ball in order to make something happen. Levine, he can score from anywhere. Lonzo's a playmaker, so he's going to want the ball to try to set them up. So, I don't know. They, they, they got a nice they, – they have a good, unique situation. Obviously, they're going to have to find some balance between the, the four, but – that's a good problem to have. I'm curious. I'm curious. I, I, I think it looks awesome on paper, but sometimes if it's awesome on paper, it don't work out in real life. I agree. That's why it's going to be interesting to watch when the time comes. So I will be tuned in. I will have my NBA League Pass subscription active, and we're going to tune into some Bulls games. I'm excited to see the Heat, too. Oh, yeah. Heat. I'm excited to see the Heat. The, the, the Nets, I'm always going to be excited to watch them. They're even better. Man, They these teams, these super teams are just like crazy. They, they just keep one up. And I, don't, I didn't even think some of this stuff was possible, but it's like it just is. It just is. You know who else? Yeah. Shout out uh, Aturu. He just got picked up by the Bulls. Really? That's, yep. that's good for him, man. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I mean, I don't know. What 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 are your thoughts? Who are, who are going to be our top three teams from each side? Oh, man, it's uh obviously Lakers in the West two seed. That that two and three seed is going to be interesting. I feel like the Suns might not be in the mix again. I think Portland wakes up. And I think Denver strengthens as well. I think those three teams will be in the mix. Top three. In the West, the East, I'm going to go Nets, Bucks. I don't want to say the Sixers now that Ben Simmons is gone. 
ass in heat. Heat, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. You know, I, yeah. I also think the Celtics are going to surprise a lot of people. I think they did some small moves, but I think it's going to be big for their fit. Yeah, I would say Celtics would be probably, you know, number four in that list. No, no further than five. Knicks, two. Knicks, two. They're slightly behind the Celtics in that situation. They got they got a good first and second unit. They're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, they'll be back in the, the playoffs for sure. You know what's crazy about the Knicks? Is if you look at the roster, for some reason it kind of reminds me of something that, like, Greg Popovich would put together. If you look at the lineups, I just feel like it, it's total Greg Pop feel. Just, like, some low-key players – Get the job done, knock shit out, dirty work. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a good time to see who's gonna fit. You know, I want to see some preseason games and see you know what players do together, what combinations. Uh, I'm also excited to see uh, Trey Jones in his second year with uh with our Spurs. I think he's he had a good summer league. He should have been on the uh, first team. He balled out. He had some game winners. He he showed he can play. And you know, obviously that's a publicity thing for the awards. Who 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 gives the awards to who and blah blah blah. But he definitely earned a spot on that first team all summer league. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for him. I think he's gonna have a really good career. Yeah, him and uh, our our boy Tyus as well. I think he's gonna have another solid year. I'm sure he'll have another another season of leading the league in assist turnover ratio. So, you know, point God, you know, shout out to, to Tyus. Hell yeah. Shout out to both the Jones boys, man. The MN legends. Certainly. But yeah, Anything man, else? I think that's, I think that's about it, man. I, I'm excited for football this, this weekend and I'm um, looking forward to NBA to start in about a month. I'm, I'm, I still want to shout out Trey one more time, man. I hope this dude has a great day tonight. I know they've been waiting a long time in Ohio to watch him play. Uh, I think he won't disappoint. Uh, I, I, I'm excited to see him back on the field. It's been a while. I hope he stays healthy. Definitely, definitely. Shout out our boy Trey, man. All right, I'll talk to you soon, bro. All right.